Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, well, I forgot how much I hated Todd. I'm your host for the next half an hour-ish, it's Liam, and sitting opposite me, through the lands of the internet, is Tobias. Howdy doody! Howdy doody! <laughs> howdy doody! <laughs> wow, howdy doody! I mean, doody um, howdy and doody. Yeah, dee. <laughs> Get on. Oh, it's one of them days, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's all right. It's uh, it's all good. Now, can you say it again like it's convincing? <laughs> yeah, it's all right, boy. Woo! Woo! Don't I don't know which one was more believable. Yeah, I sold that completely. <laughs> um, random thing. Did you get the the app I linked you into on Twitter about uh, the game? Oh. I was in the middle of something. I'm about to check the app. Cool. Oh, this is like a live update. A live I just saw update. someone posted a picture and I thought, Tobias, this is something. Yeah. Tobias yeah. is checking his Twitter. What will I'm it be? I'm checking my Twitter. No. No, we're not playing that. <laughs> no. I, like, I think it's a brilliant idea for a game. <laughs> no, you seem to forget. I've been to conventions. When you're in a queue, people play that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I've been there for many people doing... Just for, just for like, clarification, do you want to explain what we're talking about? No, you're the one who sent it to me. You do. I can't remember the character name off the top of my head. Shatner? Oh, of course, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I remember what it was. Basically, I saw on Twitter earlier, someone posted a picture of uh, William Shatner over-the-top acting, basically, and saying this is a game that every time someone shouts Shatner, everyone should do whatever they're currently doing, but super over-the-top. And I thought, yes... This is a game we can play. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, it's all very well when you see it as an idea on the internet, but I've been there for the real-life stuff, and it can get a bit... <laughs> it's like, I'm out of it. How do you overtop standing in a queue? <laughs> the thing is, I imagine the problem with that is at, like, a con where everyone's doing it, everyone's talking like that. It's like, jeez, come on. that Those conversations are long-winded. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like that's my normal acting style anyway. So <laughs> I don't think that's your normal acting style. No, it isn't. I, I do have a little. I do um, emphasize certain commas and things. I, I have. It's more Chandler than Shatner. I I I was told once. I won't name the person, but I was told that my acting style was between Chandler and Kirk. Hey. I think that's not a terrible place to be. Well, they're two of my favourite characters. <laughs> I, I'm going to take it. the bar, haven't you? You know, I don't think it was said as an actual compliment, but I'm going to take it as one. <laughs> but we are not talking about Star Trek or Friends today, are we, Tobias? No, what are we talking not. about? We are talking about El Camino. El Camino. Um, and that accent's definitely necessary. <laughs> yeah. Right. The synopsis of El Camino. Fugitive Jesse Pinkman attempts to outrun his past. Written and directed by Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan, starring Aaron Paul. Really, not much of a synopsis set. Even the but synopsis. That the synopsis. That was. I didn't go into who the cast or anything was. That was what the synopsis was. Oh well. And then after, and then underneath it says cast Aaron Paul, director Vince Gilligan. Oh no, I've just read it in the synopsis. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's fair because it is literally Jesse's story. Um, story. Literally, I watched <laughs> this before you yesterday, didn't I? Like in the yeah, daytime, and um, I messaged you saying, 
I'm 20 minutes into El Camino. I wish I'd watched the last episode of yeah. season five. And you said to me, well, surely the judgment will be if it can stand on its own yeah. as a film. And first off, right off the bat, this should not have been called El Camino. This should have just been called season six specials. Yeah. Um, and in, in, in defense, he initially titled it 63. It was called 63 because it would have been the 63rd episode. Okay, cool. So when he, his, his working title was 63, and when he finished writing it, he um, presented it to, because he wrote it solo, completely solo, and then he presented it to the writer of Better Call Saul, who basically was like his sounding board, okay. who said he loved it, but he thought the title needed to be something more standalone. Which yeah. I get, but at the same time, this film is not a standalone film. No. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, and like you, I wish... Well, no, I don't wish. But I felt like I should have. Because it was giving us characters and references to the TV series yeah. that I couldn't quite remember. No, I mean, I normally make quite a lot of notes for stuff. I haven't for this. I have Ooh. had a quick look through some stuff, just so I've got a bit of information about the making and stuff. But... One of the things that Gilligan said was that he wanted this to be accessible for new viewers, but not aimed at new viewers. So a new viewer could sit down and enjoy the film, but not need to have watched all of Breaking Bad. But if you have watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, you get the full experience. And I actually don't think I agree with that, because I don't think you'd enjoy this film if you hadn't seen Breaking Bad. Right. Spoiler alert. I didn't enjoy it, and I have seen Breaking Bad. Did you not? No. Oh, I really like this film. Yeah. Right. I will now qualify a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, something that I do remember from Breaking Bad is every now and then, almost every episode, in fact, uh, I wouldn't like the episodes until the last half, the last 15 minutes or something. And then yeah. it would make me think, oh, that was a really good episode. And I'd yeah. forget that I actually was really quite bored through the start of the episode. Okay. Uh, and that's what I found with this film. The that's first fair. half of it. I really didn't have much interest in. Uh, there were some nice moments, but I, I didn't care. Uh, and it was really the last half an hour. Yeah. That I, I went, think oh, the, right. oh, bear with. <clears throat> I think the correct viewing for this is literally watch it straight after. Yeah. I think because it is basically, it carries straight on. Yeah. And yeah. he again initially he he when he sat down to write this he went in with two approaches he was either going to do the kind of story we ended up with or it was going to be pretty much he gets captured quite quickly and then he was like there's not much of a story there and also it's not justified to see him being caught um so he went for this the whole him basically getting away and him but not escaping what's happened to him um I liked the film I mean. Considering I really, really hated Todd in the main series, he was in this a lot. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he was second billing. Yeah. Yeah. The moment uh, I saw his name on the crediting, like, before I sat and I watched it, I was like, oh, no, Todd. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, right, it makes sense from another point of view, because Jesse Plemons, I don't know how to say his name, yeah, Plemons. I'd say that. His career's kind of gone. He's, he's become a much bigger name since Breaking yeah. Bad. So it kind of makes sense that they get him back. I mean, he uh, he said that once he read the script, because he knew he was doing something in it, but he didn't know what. And he said that once he read the script, he was incredibly surprised that he was in it as much as he was. Yeah, he had a big part 
It was a big part. Yeah. Um, I, I quite liked. I'm not sure if liked is the word, but there's at one point when Jesse. It's difficult when you've got a character called Jesse. And then I ask Jesse. If yeah. you say Jesse, I'm going to assume you mean the character for now. Yes. Um, he's kind of hiding in this apartment, and two police come in. Yeah. Except they're not police. No. And I did like that. That bit that was, was well done. Good. And actually, yeah. it was something that obviously until they reveal that they're not police, I was fully on board with them being police. But they, then yeah, it made like perfect them. sense because the, obviously Jesse kind of gets one of them at gunpoint and is like, yeah. you know, I'm not a cop killer, but be cool. And then I'm like, no one gets hurt. And then he's like, can you call in your partner? And looking back at it, it makes perfect sense because the guy he's got at gunpoint, he calls through, he goes, lieutenant. And then the other guy looks confused. And of course he would. Why would you call him lieutenant if they're the only two yeah. in the building? He's not a police officer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, actually, that was quite a nice little detail. Yeah. But um, I like really... that. I get how elements of this could have been a bit dull, but I actually did enjoy it probably more than some of the full episodes of Breaking Bad, to be honest. There were some slow episodes. There were. Uh, and it was one of those shows of, it was easy to binge in that you would have, let's say it was a 45 minute, but I think Breaking Bad was one of those series where it was never quite, you didn't have like, I think it was no, a bit it was longer. A bit more fluid, wasn't it? Yeah, but I I do remember where it, honestly you'd have half an hour of nothing. People I remember sitting in a room. I watched YouTube's honest trailers, um, yeah. the video for the for Breaking Bad, and they made the joke of there'll be a lot of sitting and staring, and then they showed a clip from around the dinner table in Walt's house. Yeah, in Walt's house, and it's a family just sitting and eating, but there's no cutting. It's just them sitting there staring at each other and it lasts about three and a half four minutes of solid just awkwardness yeah uh but that's it's that kind of series but then it'll do something that you'll go oh that was brilliant yeah it was and then you'll immediately have to go into the next episode yeah you'd have to um but i mean what they want were two hours and this no was... and I, I do agree i think this does pay a little for that i mean obviously for you much more than me yeah but i think I will say, initially, he had planned it to be a short. He had planned this, whatever form of, like, um, 63, as it was going to be, or 64, whatever I said. It was going to be a 15 to 20 minutes short, but the budgeting for it would have been too much, so it made more sense to make it into something longer. I will have to use all of this. So then then it turned into an hour-long script, and then a two-hour script. But I tell you what, if it had been the length of an episode... Probably been all right. Yeah, because actually, you okay. imagine all what they put in would have been a really good episode. Yeah, but I mean, I like what they the did classic. Make it long. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I like seeing all your other characters who made sense, and I like the fact they didn't crowbar in every character who you knew. There wasn't like, like here get family. Yeah, or Saul. Um, yeah, but I suppose they didn't need to because he has got his own. Well. Um, Gilligan said that the, he only put people in who he could make sense being in that part of the story. Yeah, and uh, despite flashbacks or like not ghost appearances, but you know what I mean. Like, and at one point, you know the weird uncle who was in the wheelchair who they kind of blew up in main season, oh, Breaking okay. Bad. Basically, you know Gus's famous death. Yeah, you know the uncle in the wheelchair. No. Yes, like, yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I'm now on board. Yes. He was initially meant to be in this as like a ghost character who kind of appeared and haunted Jesse, 
But he went, no, that's too somber. Jesse's been through enough already. But he does get haunted by a ghost. Yeah, but not quite the same. Um, but no, he said, I only involved characters that it made sense. He said he had too much respect for Walter to go and try and get money off of his family. And, yeah. You know, there's, there would have been no way for him to get hold of Saul because Saul is in, like, dis- he's already been disappeared. Disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's, right. the thing, that's the other thing I was going to mention. I can't remember. I don't know the actor's name who plays the disappearer guy. I don't know what you. Oh, um, uh, Robert Foster. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He died on the, the day of the film's release. I didn't know that. I knew he died. Yeah, I, literally. Yeah. The day of its official premiere, it was the day he died. Oh. Oh, yes, God. but um, I li- no, I like the characters that they did involve because none of them felt unnecessarily shoehorned in, really. No, I mean, I took it all as it came. Yeah. Um, what particular scenes didn't you like? Was there anything, what bits? No, no, there, it, it wasn't that I didn't like stuff. Yeah. It just trudged for me, yeah. earlier stuff. Okay. Um, I didn't really... It was a bit, ah, uh, how do I say this? Because I'm actually, when I know what something is going to be, I'm actually yeah. normally all right with it. If I know it's going to be a slow thing, and I should, with it being Breaking Bad, bad yeah. have known it was going to be slow. But I kind of wished it wasn't slow. Uh, it's mostly, I could, the first half of that film, like when we see him, I mean, I think I zoned out in places. Oh, really? I don't remember zoning out in places, but for me, there's certain bits that don't make sense. Like? Like him being in a cage. I still haven't worked out how he was in a cage. Which cage? When You know what Todd opens up for the first time? Right, when he's having flashbacks. Yeah. I haven't worked out the the pattern of the film, basically. Right, obviously, the, they, were all, they were the flashbacks of when he was yeah. basically the last bit of the season of Breaking Bad. When well, he, he was, was being held... Yeah, because yeah, during Breaking Bad, he um, Jesse gets held captive by Todd's family. Like they're almost like neo Nazis, aren't they? To do okay. cook drugs for him, and he gets kept when he's not cooking in that like pit with the cage above him. Right. Yeah, I needed to see that last season of Breaking yeah, Bad again. That's exactly what I thought because there were little elements that I was like, "What's that? Oh, okay, that's what that is." You see, the thing is, you remember the series enough. Yeah. I don't. I honestly. I How, just don't. Have you only seen the series once, like yes. Breaking Bad? Yes. That's the thing. I watched it once when I lived on my own, and then when I moved back in with Amanda, we watched it again so she could watch it. But you so I've already it, yeah. got a double viewing in my no, head of it. I watched it, and what's more, I watched all of it, binge-watched it in a really yeah. quick time. So none of it really That's... stuck. Uh, but me. I will say, I actually think that is a good way to watch Breaking Bad. It is a binge-watchy series. And I do think, if you like, even if you just watched season five and then El Camino... That would be a good way because then you've got the atmosphere to carry you through it. Yes. Even maybe just the last episode of the season. And to be honest, I remember through Breaking Bad, way preferring the Jesse character to Walter. Oh, see, I was actually the other way. I always found Jesse quite annoying. No, he was annoying, but I thought he had a much better story arc. I remember yeah, really getting into so. the Jesse character. Whereas for me, Walter stalled. He just was Walter. Yeah, and actually quite mean a lot of the time. He was, yeah, he, he was. I suppose he had a change of himself, didn't he? Really. Yeah. Um, speaking of Walter, obviously he makes an appearance. He does. Um, 
And I like that. They, I knew him. I knew he was in it. I knew he made an appearance. I didn't. Well, okay. I did, but I didn't. Right. Because obviously, I'm saying obviously, I am so sketchy about this film right. that I could be wrong. So you might. Okay. Have... okay. Right. So he's alive. He's not a ghost. He's not a mirror image, is he? He's literally alive. Walter. Yes. Well, it's a flashback, but yeah. Oh, is it a flash? See, I didn't get tattooed as a flashback. I thought yeah. literally they met up. No, literally a flashback. So then I misunderstood that. I thought they were basically saying that he I will didn't say, die. The film doesn't do a very good transitioning of flashback to current. No, literally the whole him. Any time you see Walter, like him coming out of the hotel room, walking yeah. down the, the corridor, and then sitting in the yeah. the diner, that is a flashback to before he gets locked up in the drug pit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about it, obviously, you, you, I mean, you didn't get the context of that bit anyway. No. But it was also, the, it was the first thing they filmed. Okay. Because um, Brian Cranston was filming, uh, not filming, was in a Broadway musical. And okay. literally on his two days off, they private jet flew him out. They had to bold cap him and fake moustache him because obviously he, didn't ha- he had full set of hair for the musical mm. he was acting in. And literally the, the amount of secrecy that they had for this was crazy. Everyone was having to wear full hooded capes on and off of to enter and exit the the um the set because nobody could know what was happening. Mm-hmm. That first scene was so private that every extra you see in that diner is a member of the crew or their family. Right. Because they didn't want anybody to know what was happening. But at the same time, right, at no point did I not think that Walter was going to be in it. At no, no point did I think they'd way, miss him it out. It was going to be. Yeah. It made, literally, it's one of the last things you see before Jesse actually disappears. Yes. And again, uh, Gilligan says that it was just a, a, a way of showing them together again as like a final treat for the fans to sh- just kind of. And it's. To, he's setting out his future, basically. Yeah. But um, no, I liked that. I liked seeing seeing the two of them together. I did get that it was a flashback. And also, they did, did mention not. earlier on in the film he was dead. But you, but you see, the thing is, I've heard so many fans. Yeah, I have to use a quotation. I've been using the word fans a lot uh, <laughs> for various different fandoms, and a lot of fans don't like stuff. But so many people had the theory that he hadn't died anyway, because I'm sure me and Craig have discussed, and I and I was I was certain that he was dead, and Craig went, "No, I don't think he is." And I thought, so I thought that what this had done was say that he was actually alive. Because I hadn't put that as being a flashback. Yeah. Um, early on, when Jesse first turns up at Badger's, uh, no, at Skinny Pete's house, where he meets Skinny Pete and Badger, yeah. um, while he's having a shower, they watch a news report. And it says on there that um, Walter White was found dead in the drug den. And it looked like before he died, he had released a captive. Right. Um, so they, yeah, they, honestly, I, got, yeah. I got that. But that didn't mean anything because... Well, the problem is, as it's the curse that all of Breaking Bad has, they try and make it as realistic as they can, so they don't really ever push stuff in your face. Yeah, they don't go if that if this was anything else, if this was like I don't know, like Supernatural or Heroes or something else dramatic on the telly, they'd have focused on the screen. It'd have been very clear, but this was literally you watched the two of the guys watching the report. Yeah. So it's all very subtle and real. But no, I mean, I got that he was he was dead and it was a flashback. But I also fully get how you wouldn't because the transitions. In fact, there's one earlier when Todd first takes Jesse out and he basically takes him to put the roof on his car. Yeah. 
when they first pull up that building, I thought that was current day until Todd was in it, and I was like, "That's a flashback." Okay, but um, yeah, yeah, I I I struggled with it to be honest, uh, which I think partly is me, yeah, but partly goes to that it doesn't for me work as a standalone. No, it doesn't. I do. Th- I mean, I will say. The, the full title is El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. It is. It puts it in, in so, the title. I mean, the fact it is, it's like a subtitled thing of Breaking Bad movie, I think does sell it as you need to really watch this first. Yeah. Um, but I think they should just be clear cut about it because they're not. They are saying you can enjoy this as a non-Breaking Bad watcher, but you'll experience it better. And I don't agree with that. No. I think, as we've said, High Flying Bird, if you're a sports fan, you get the full experience. But yeah. you could watch that film as a non-sports fan. Yeah, you can't with this. This is a Breaking Bad film. You yes. need to understand what's happening because they don't. They don't. They were initially thinking of putting like more exposition in it to get, make it more standalone, but it made it too. It would have made it too clunky. But you, you say that. But I think if it, if they'd done it, they would have had to have. Well, they wouldn't have had to have done. But they could have still had the same. Length of film, yeah. take out some of the quiet around, yeah, and actually give us stuff that made sense. Because yeah. actually, with me not remembering Breaking Bad, I feel like I have watched it as someone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad, yeah, even though I have, you know, yeah. because yes, I did know who Walter was, and I, you know, I did recognize characters, but not to the degree that I could place everything. No, I get that. Um, and actually, sometimes the looks between Jesse's Jesse's looks through the film were sometimes too subtle. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, actually, the the Walter White scene where they're sitting down, it is too subtle. The only the only thing that reason I knew that that was a flashback, except for the fact they had Walter in it, and in, in my mind, I was I, I was sure he was dead. Yeah. It was the fact that they he, they dressed Jesse in his classic look of like the loose jacket, the little beanie cap, which he'd already yeah. had a beanie cap anyway because he was wearing a skinny pizza hat. So it's mm. too yeah. Um, but I I saw the look change enough, but I do agree. I think it was too subtle, and the, I don't think the transitions needed like a cartoony dream wobble. But no, they, they needed something to show you that there was a bit of a actually a change. What? Well, kind of not actually. I won't use one of my plays, but I've seen them in other films. A lighting change can actually yeah. often. Sometimes they use like almost like a lens glare. Yes. To show that, or they, it's almost like hazed a little bit. So you know that there's something different there. But yeah. this is all too grounded and too gritty. I mean, for me, for me, it didn't affect the the quality of the film because I I, I saw it for what it was. But as I said, I get how it, it wouldn't look like that. Mm. And I do think selling it as a possible standalone is wrong. Yes. Yeah, completely. But um, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. There were, there were elements. I, li- I liked seeing Mike again. Because Mike was one of my favourite characters in the main run. Mike, because I haven't seen Better Call Saul. No, I, I started I, watching it, but I didn't get into it. Same but here. Mike's in it, isn't he? He's one of the main characters. It's him, yeah. Saul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Mike. I mean, I will sit at some point. I will sit and watch Better Call Saul, but I think it'll be something I watch on my own because yeah. I watched. I've watched the first episode with Amanda, and she couldn't get into it. I will say, I watched this with Amanda, but I watched this. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, yeah. I mean, Amanda's been getting up really early with the kids anyway, so she she was getting tired, and I could see her drifting. And I was like, I'll watch this, you can sleep for a bit. Yeah. But, um, no, so, but I think she will rewatch it because she, li- she liked Breaking Bad and would like to know what happens. Um, if you look at just the story, do you think Jesse got a good end? Do you think him, like, driving off into the sunset into Alaska works? It, it does. Right. But Jesse's that kind of character who we could have another one of his films because he's mucked yeah. it all up. Yeah, I agree. You know, agree. Uh, it doesn't need to be an end. No. In fact, you you only need one of the other characters to turn up and recognise him. And Saul. You know, yeah. Saul would be ideal. Yeah. Now, um, again, this wasn't his initial ending. Right. Initially, it was going to be because um, the disappearer dropped him off on the border to Canada, Alaska, that kind of area, wasn't it? Well, not yeah. the border, but it was, you yeah, know what I mean. Um, initially, he was going to be dropped at literally in Can- in the, the wilds of Canada and left to do his own thing. And he was going to settle in a little town and get into some trouble helping a like a female he met there. And then was, it was going to end with him locked up in a cell, but right. at peace with himself mm-hmm. because he'd ended on a good note. Uh-huh. But literally Gilligan's wife said, that's a terrible ending. Fans won't want to end this with him locked up after everything he's been through. That's true. That, that I, is fully, I fully agree. Essentially, agree. as much as you can in Breaking Bad, yeah. he's got a happy ending. Yeah, and but I think you just for know, him it makes sense. It makes sense, but you do know that realistically, if they follow it up, it's not going to be happy because right. and they Jesse's might never not. Know. They, they might if they want to milk the cow anymore. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and Jesse's the go-to, you know. Yeah, and... he is. He's, he's the living one, doesn't he? Really it makes sense. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I as I say, the last like half an hour, maybe a bit longer than that. I was actually totally fine with it because it did what Breaking Bad does. It doesn't matter yeah. about the. Early can you bit. Um, pinpoint a point in the film where you went, okay, I'm on with this now? Was there a point where you can go, okay, okay I'm paying attention now? Possibly. There, there was several bits. I okay. liked when he went into the shop with uh, Robert. Foster. Oh, to try and disappear again. Yes, and exactly the whole thing when he rang the police. That and then good. very cleverly, Jesse was like, no, because this would happen, this would happen, this would yeah. happen, and the police <laughs> it, was, it was the way he went, you didn't ring them, because you hung up and they wouldn't let you hang up. They'd ask you yeah. to stay on the line. Yeah. And actually, the thing is, in a, a minor incident where he's just reporting something, shot, they wouldn't have done that, I don't think. But it was the fact that you see that police couple up behind him, yeah. and, and the disappearing like, guy was like, well, that's right, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, there was that. Yeah. Also, I really liked. I guess we get into the, like the finale bit, really. But when Jesse goes to, who weren't the police? With, oh yeah, the welders' company. Yeah, and it was just like I liked all that and all that last kind of section. I yeah. was into it then. The thing is, the only thing about that I liked that bit, but obviously he turns up. He's got the gun on his belt, and he's like, "I need some more money." And then the other guy's like, "Well, let's oh, like Wild West it." Yeah. And the thing is, we've already seen him with the two guns. So I knew he had another gun and literally he didn't take his hand out of his pocket for that entire scene. And I said, because Amanda was awake for that bit, and I said to her, he's literally got that other little gun in his other hand waiting to point at that guy. So there's not going to be a draw. So I called that man because the point is he gets them from his his mum or dad's safe Hmm. in his parents' house and he pulls the old-fashioned, like, really nice gun out. And then he pulls out like the little mini gun thing in his hand, not mini gun, the little, the small handheld pistol. 
and he shows the welder guy the old-fashioned like um, military pistol. But he's got that other gun in his hand, in his pocket the whole time. And for me, it was a little bit like, we've already seen the two guns, so that's not a surprise to me. And it didn't, it kind of took away from it. But I did like the flow of the scene. I did like that. I like, as you say, I liked the flow of the scene. I really didn't kind of think about the two gun thing. But for me, just understanding how TV and films work, I knew that's not how Jesse would die. No. That, it, the film, like, imagine if he had died there, what film have you got? What 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 story have you told? There's no ending. There's no end. No, there's nothing to it, end on. You you can't do anything with that because then actually, if anything, you'd be following the police, the non police guys, and that doesn't make sense. They're not big enough characters. Even. No, it's not even like there's a side. Like if it was normal, normal like Breaking Bad, and they killed both of them off, you could have easily ended it on watching Saul disappear. Yeah, you could have seen like say Jesse had died with Walter like in a, in the gunfight. Yeah, you could have then cut to. The police pulling in and they cut away to you could have cut to like a Saul standing on the side of the road as mm. the police was by him, not paying him any attention, getting picked up by a nameless van and driving off into the distance. You could have ended on a big enough side character, but, but not these randomers. No, it kind of it was Jesse or no Jesse. It, you know, it was yeah, that yeah. kind of it was so it lost Jeopardy, his film. but at the same time at that stage I, I was, was on board with it. Yeah, yeah, because I have, you know, I like Aaron Paul yeah, and I and I did prefer Jesse. So yeah, from that point of view, you know, it was doing yeah. what Breaking Bad is good at. But knowing film and TV, he was always going to survive that bit. Yeah. What could have happened is that he could have been mortally wounded but got out, and then ended up dying anyway. Yes, but you have a bit more story with him. Yeah, I mean that could have happened as well. Yeah. Yeah. See, but... my my actual issue with this film was not even watching it. It was before not liking the character of Jesse that much from Breaking Bad. Obviously, I accept him as part of the story because he's integral to it. But he was the character who, who kind of annoyed me enough that I was like, let's have a scene that's not Jesse now. So when it was a, when they announced they were doing a Breaking Bad film or carry on, I was like, okay, what are they going to do? It made sense for it to be Jesse, but I'd never really settled with that in my, myself. But then when it was announced what they were doing, I was like, now I've just got to watch a whole Jesse film without the whole Walter th- white element which i liked which balanced it yeah but actually considering he wasn't my favorite character i really liked it, it i for me it flowed all right it had enough little cameos of classic characters and also the thing i really liked was at the beginning of the film when it was showing you the different locations and it showed you the mall strip where saul's office was it showed you the the restaurant that was uh los pollos hermanos the chicken shop which was a, now a Twisters, which is its real-life version of it. I liked how it showed all your locations. Yeah. That was quite cool. Uh, well, that's, well, that's interesting, because now we're kind of talking about direction. Yeah. Again, see, I'm going to go on the negative. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't feel like a film. No. You wouldn't watch that on the cinema and think that's a very cinematic film. No. It's very much... It was... It felt like an overly long episode. Well, that's the thing. Again, reading on how they put the episode together, he said from day one he wanted it to feel like it was it was the same feel as Breaking Bad. He wanted the same like camera quality, the same visuals, same audio, so it had the same feel. So he set himself up to literally carry on. That's why. But I say again, in his defence, as I said earlier, he started off calling it sixty three. It was a direct carry on. Yeah. And then yeah. it it was persuaded to make it more for a standalone audience. Uh, 
that you see that's all fine but like with all the other films that we we're looking at them as films oh yeah yeah and for me i have this thing that i mean i have to say i mean you've obviously done research back into it i didn't and this is actually the first one i haven't done any i didn't take any notes and i didn't do any research but i also think you shouldn't have to no, no, no. You know, for what we for what we're doing. So it's interesting stuff that you and it is interesting. Yeah. What what you're saying, but I I didn't have a great feeling for it. No. Um, because for me, perhaps if you actually put it in line, if I did, if I watched the first five seasons and then that one, I'd still say the final episode is better than that one. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think it's up its ante yeah, or anything. It, it follows its flow. Um, I mean, the, any research I did it was literally just before we sat down to record, so it doesn't uh, it doesn't change the feeling of the film for me. Yeah, because I'd already I'd already made my mind up with the film, so yeah. I know where I stand with it. But I mean, as far as when we get to rating it, uh, I mean, I'd be rating it fairly. But the problem is, I feel like the the caveat would always have to be of, but you do need to see Breaking Bad. Yeah. And that's the problem. I mean, like, when we did um, A Futile and Super Gesture, you haven't had to have read any of the the, the editions of um, National Lampoons to understand no, it. It gives you everything you need to know. Yeah. So I suppose, actually, even though Gillian thought it would make it clunky, having some exposition might have been good. Yeah. And also, I kind of have to liken it to something else, which actually was a cinema release, but where I think it can be done better for what you said, you think about Firefly and Serenity. Yeah. With Serenity, that I legit, I think legitimately is a, is a film that you do, don't need to have seen Firefly to enjoy. Yeah. But if you've seen Firefly, you definitely get more out of it because you already know the characters. Yeah. Whereas this, for me, was a bit of a struggle because I do felt That's like, fair. I feel like I hadn't done my homework, but I don't think I should have done the homework. No, I get that. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say, because I do feel like I'm being overly negative on it, the acting was top notch. Yeah. I mean, as Breaking Bad always was. I mean, everyone is believable, even if they're slightly stupid. They're believable. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely. Like I say, I hate Todd. I also there's also a part of me that kind of likes Todd a tiny amount. Well, there's, right, there's two points that I really like the Todd thing. One. When they're rolling up a dead body and have to unroll it, I just I just really <laughs> liked that bit. That's an early bit. But yeah. also when Jesse pulls a gun on Todd and Todd talks about pizza. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> that was done quite. That was done well, you see, because no, Todd isn't likable. No, but the problem <laughs> is, again, that's a proof, I suppose, of the crossover between online, uh, online between the series and now. If you just watch that. There's nothing about Todd you wouldn't like. If you just watch the El Camino, yeah, there's nothing about the character of Todd yeah, that's yeah. dislikable. He lets him out. He takes him to his. He offers him soup. He says he's going to buy Actually, him pizza. He's essentially quite a good character, isn't he? In El Camino, he, he is a kid killer. Yeah, he shot a child at point blank without question. He's not a nice character. Also. This isn't anything to do, and it's but you can't you can't do this. But we've both seen the episode of Black Mirror, where he's oh, yeah. like, and also 
I just find the actor, he plays weird characters. He's creepy, he isn't plays. he? He's, he's not he's creepy. Cre- he is creepy, yeah. But um, no, I mean, I hated him for all of Breaking Bad, and I, I carried that through, but I felt myself liking him more in this than I actually normally would. But the character isn't a likeable character from his history. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that from El Camino. No. Uh, but for me, all of those arguments are justified by the fact that it's full title is a Breaking Bad movie. The, yeah. My only qualm would be, I actually think they should change the word movie to special. Yeah. Because yes, it's a movie in the fact it's two hours long, but if they said special, you could go, okay, it's connected directly, it's outright connected. But putting yeah. the word movie on it says it's a movie. Yes, you've got the word Breaking Bad, but you are putting it as a movie. But yeah. I, I can I can get past all of the you have to have seen Breaking Bad because it does sell itself as that. I just don't like the fact that they aren't committing to that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to go over? No. No. <laughs> no. That's fair enough. <laughs> right. Well, here on the Manic Film Club, we don't rate our films that we've watched on a scale of like one to a hundred quality. Uh, much like Rotten Tomatoes does. I actually haven't got the Rotten Tomatoes scoring of this, so I don't know. But I know it's had generally quite a good response to the point of within the first week of its release, it had 25 million views. So, Ah, but having views doesn't mean that the people who viewed it liked it. No, that is true. But Netflix are very much claiming it as a success. <laughs> okay, I can tell you on IMDb, it's yep. got a 7.3. So okay. it's got a fair, you know, it's yep. got a decent but I say we don't work on a uh, like a variant scale like that. We simply rate it a hit or a miss. A hit means we liked it. We we may suggest it to someone. It may come up in conversation, and we does it have rewatchability generally. And a miss is the direct opposite. We just didn't like it for whatever reason. So Tobias, what did you think? I mean, I think I already know. Well, I really went into this wanting to like it, but I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people, Breaking Bad fans. For me, it's a miss. Oh, boo. Boo, hiss and grr. I know, right? Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, the fact that you, there were several points that you didn't conceptually get, I understand yeah. that. I no, get. I do. You see, I do wonder if some of that is my fault. Maybe. But you know what? I, I went into it. I switched off the internet. I I was... Watch and it. I just... Yeah, I just didn't. It's ironic. You pay, this time you paid attention, but you missed stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, I mean, for me, I am going to say it's a hit because, as I said, I think the fact that they, they are titling it a Breaking Bad movie does kind of forgive for it. Yeah, um, the fact they, they actually label it as a Breaking Bad movie, I think kind of does give them that almost like get-out-of-jail-free card for the fact that you do have to in the full series. I just think they should commit a little bit more to it not being standalone because I, I don't think it is. But I would still, for me, class it as a, a hit because I did fully enjoy the whole film. Would you recommend it then? Yeah, I would. Okay. If you've seen Breaking Bad. Ted, but the caveat, <laughs> the caveat is there. <laughs> caveat is there. But yeah. on the idea of did I enjoy this film, I did enjoy it. For me, I did enjoy it. Well, I'm glad you had a nice time. <laughs> so that's, that's a 50-50 rating there for us. One each. Yeah, definitely not a full manic on that one. It's a full definitely. manic. Oh. Be interested to see what the audiences think. They'll like it. They yeah. liked it a little bit, but saw. Neither of us did, but they, yeah, they true. liked it. <laughs> true. Fair enough. Okay, then. What are we going to be watching next? I will have a little look-see. Hang Ooh. on. Next time on the Manic Film Club. Ooh. The Incredible Jessica James. 
Burned by a bad breakup, a struggling New York City playwright makes an unlikely connection with a divorced app designer she meets on a blind date. Cast Jessica Williams, Chris O'Dowd, Lakeith Stanfield, director Jim Strauss. Okay, I mean, Chris O'Dowd. So it's yes. got already got some sound casting in it. Yeah, okay. Yes. Well, should be interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lighter one. So. Yeah. I mean, compared to this, it's going to be. It has to be, really, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mind you, I, I have, I could be wrong, this is a bit of a judgment, but I've not seen as yet something really heavy hitting with Chris Dale Dale doing it. That is true. That's he true. tends to, he's more comedy based. Normally. Just, just think IT crowd, don't you? Yeah, but, and Bridesmaids. And, I mean, he's in Thor The Dark World, but he's the comedy element. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Now, um, if you want to watch along with us, uh, the review episode for um, the film that Dwight just told you the title of that I've already forgotten <laughs> <laughs> will be coming out. On, I'm not telling you. Will be coming out on the twenty second. <laughs> so if you, two weeks after this episode. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> Other than that, I think it's time to close off. I think you, so too. You can go over to our Twitter to vote on a poll which Tobias will put up where you can see if, if uh, El Camino was a hit or a miss for you. And the Twitter is at the manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. Uh, we also have a Tumblr which is uh, the manic podcast, which Tobias has been the most recent on there lately, trying to cause controversy. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Shake it up every now and You've got to shake up a little bit, yeah. And over on our Twitter, we're also running daily polls at the moment about video games to see what video games you would like to see transferred into a modern adaptation of a film. Yeah. And you won't have had to play the games to understand the film, so it'll be better than El Camino for you to burst. Yeah. <laughs> but we've got I new know, ones going on every day. In, in the last, in the last uh, poll, I voted for, well, the first game in the line that I'd actually played. But it's odd because Mortal Kombat has been turned into films and now are more films coming. So I mean, Mortal Kombat won that round. Yes. I'm not surprised Which, it had that here. Yeah. But at the same time, I was a little surprised because it was against some massive games. Including Fallout, I believe. Fallout and Skyrim. But I believe, have I think they've announced Fallout TV series or film. That would that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But it does surprise me that like the Elder Scrolls and Sky, Skyrim, because they are huge. I yeah, that's, that's true. I was going to say, I wonder if people are really voting for that just element. The they like. I think just I think people are just thinking about the games they like, which is yeah. fine. That's what they're voting for. That's what they're voting for. But yeah. it just means that we might end with a slightly varied final final winner. Yeah, but we'll see. But you've got lots of things you can vote on over at our Twitter. But apart from that, Tobias, I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye bye, people. Bye bye. I thought like the goodbye to like a kids program. Goodbye for now. Bye bye. City. City. Bye bye everybody. No, not bye City. Bye. He, he doesn't talk. <laughs> Wait, you mean City wasn't talking through that man all all that time? He's a silent killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've ended a podcast by accusing City of murder. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, apart from that, stay safe and most importantly, stay manic. <laughs>